Good morning. This is Rob McDougall from Zeng Financial with your weekly economic update. Today is Monday, April 17th, 2023. So last week in terms of economic activity, we had several data points of significance. We'll go through that. Uh, it was also the beginning of Q1 uh, 2023 corporate earnings releases. We'll talk about that a little bit as well. So overall, we believe what we see in the economic data, particularly last week, suggest that we have continued improvements in terms of inflation, really good, but also a slowing economy, particularly late here in the first quarter. Uh, the surprise data point, we'll have that at the end, but uh, consumer confidence with an uptick despite all this. So on Wednesday, we had the CPI for March. Uh, that came in better than expected. The consumer price index came in at a positive 1.1% month over month uh, versus expectations of a positive 0.3. Uh, core CPI came in exactly as expected, a positive 0.4% month over month. That was the consensus. But the real good news in terms of inflation last week, I think, was the PPI, the purchasing, uh, the producer's price index which was a negative 0.5% month over month and was actually expected to be up slightly, a positive 0.1. Then when we look at the PPI core, that was also better than expected. That came in at a negative 0.1 versus a positive 0.2 consensus. So when I talk about a slowing economy and some of the data points that we've seen, on Friday, retail sales, and we kind of thought this might happen. Uh, retail sales were extremely strong in January. You may remember we've talked about it a couple of times over the last few weeks, but was a positive 3.1% month over month. Then was a negative 0.2% in February, and in March was a negative 0.1%, and the expectation was a negative 0.4%. That's the same picture we see for retail sales uh, when you X out autos, uh, which are lumpier sales. Uh, that came in at a negative 0.8% month over month versus consensus at a negative 0.4. So the one data point that I thought was an outlier, uh, University of Michigan consumer sentiment for April. Uh, it was 62 in March and expectation was it would inch up slightly, 62.7. Kind of thought it would take a dip with everything that's been going on, macro and banks and all the economic data. However, it came in positive, uh, better than expected, at 63.5. So that's the best level uh, that we've seen in a couple of months and much better than we saw late last year. So how did this all impact expectations for future Fed rate increases, which is what most investors, many investors are fixated on. Actually, the probability of a 25 basis point increase at the next Fed meeting, which is May 3rd, rose last week. It was 72% the prior week. At the end of the week last week, it's now an 85% probability the Federal Reserve will do at least one more rate increase, 25 basis points, on May 3rd. So again, how does that look through the end of the year when we take a look at rate hikes and what the Fed futures have priced in? The expectation of a decrease from where we're at right now, which is 475 to 5%, came down a little bit, but still 76% probability that we'll have rate cuts by the end of the year, net rate cuts from where we're at today. GDP expectations for the first quarter. Again, uh, I suggest that the uh, news flow economic data has shown that we'll probably 
see GDP come in a little lower than the Atlanta Fed had expected, but very surprisingly, this is probably the most surprising one last week to me, the Atlanta Federal Reserve actually took up their expectation for first quarter GDP. Now, they had made three cuts in a row. They were at about 3.5% cut, cut. They were at 1.5% one week ago. They actually increased their expectation for Q1 2023 GDP growth in the U.S., up to 2.5%. Now, I don't think um, this actually happened. These numbers, their expectation was baked in before the retail sales. I don't know if that will change their minds or not. But bottom line is, Atlanta Federal Reserve thinks first quarter GDP growth, positive 2.5%. I would not be surprised to see it a little lower. Inflation expectations now rose just a little bit, hardly any even worth mentioning this week, uh, rose five basis points. It's at a very low level. Uh, expectation for future inflation uh, is 2.3%, up only five basis points from the week before. So I mentioned, uh, in addition to the economic activity, earnings starting to hit. So last week, as every cycle, every quarterly cycle, uh, financials and particularly banks are the most are the earliest reporters. So we actually had favorable returns uh, pretty much across the board on financial institutions last week. So um, we had J.P. Morgan, Citibank, BlackRock, and PNC. All four of those were good last week. So expectations for first quarter uh, earnings on S and P five hundred actually increased last week on the strength of those earnings. Uh, so consensus went up from a negative 7.5% uh, for the first quarter, uh, now uh, at about negative 6.5%. So um, the good start that we're off to on S&P earnings, now it's only 6% of the companies that have reported, but out of those 6%, 90% reported above consensus earnings. So that's solid. So in terms of market returns, based on the economic data and earnings releases last week, uh, solid returns to the S&P uh, U.S. equities as well as international equities, but it was a down week for U.S. fixed income. So the S&P last week up 80 basis points, but U.S. equities really led by small cap, the Russell 2000, that was up 1.6%. And international um, equities fared better than the U.S., the MSCI World XUS was up 2.2%, and year-to-date is now up just over 10%, which is slightly better than the S&P at a positive 8.3% year-to-date. So fixed income returns, they were negative last week. Um, the two-year yield went up 14 basis points. The 10-year yield was up 12 basis points. So for the week, the Bloomberg uh, U.S. Aggregate Bond Index was down a negative 0.5%, but for the year-to-date, still a very solid return on fixed income, a positive 3%. So next week, economic data, very little. Uh, we'll go through the three metrics that'll be coming out. But of course, uh, we have plenty more earnings uh, that'll be coming out, and again, very much dominated by financials. Uh, so the three data points this week, all real estate related. Tuesday, uh, tomorrow, we'll have building, uh, building permits. Expectation is a real decrease from the month of February, but February looked like an aberration. If you look at the chart, it's been coming down significantly since last March. And then last month, month of February, that was reported, 
uh, 1.55 million building permits. Uh, but the expectation now for the month of March is for that to step back down. It's expected to come in at roughly 1.4 million. Housing starts also on Tuesday. Housing starts last month or the month of February was also strong at 1.45 million. Expectation is it should be just slightly better than that at 1.458 million. Lastly, Thursday, existing home sales. Expectation is very much in line with what we saw in February, maybe a little bit down. February was uh, 4,580,000. The expectation consensus for existing home sales, exactly 4.5 million for the month of March. So that's it for this week's economic update. We thank you very much for your attendance and we hope to see you next week. Thank you.